Welcome to the Jornai podcast. I'm your host, Mike Eshelman, and we're getting the show kicked off during a crazy time in the mortgage industry. Uh, it's March. California is on complete lockdown. A lot of the country is on complete lockdown due to COVID-19. Everyone seems to be working remotely and mortgage rates hit their lowest levels in. Uh, I don't even know how long I've seen. All time, I've seen 50 years. It's certainly been a roller coaster of a ride. Uh, because those rates shot back up again due to capacity issues. Uh, today, I have Scott Payne of SDP Solutions joining me. He's a longtime mortgage industry professional with an incredible resume. Scott, can you give some background on yourself, how you got started in mortgage, uh, where you've worked, what you're doing today? It's, uh, I hear you're quite busy for sure. Hey, Mike. Yeah, for sure. It's been a crazy last couple of weeks and staying super busy for sure. Um, but yeah, I, um, I started STP Solutions. It's a really lead management um, consulting firm, if you will, to really help <clears throat> mortgage companies with how they manage leads, how they, you know, a lot, of, a lot of great marketers out there that can drive really good leads. But at the end of the day, you've got to have good solutions in place and a good best practice kind of platform uh, to manage those leads. And so started the business back in July. Um, my history is I started uh, as my career as a loan officer back at Nation Star Mortgage back in uh, 2004. Uh, I had worked at Nation Star, went on <clears throat> to be a sales manager there, and then ultimately uh, ran a sales marketing team where I was in charge of lead distribution, lead analytics, implemented Velocify back in 2011. Ultimately, I was at Nation Star for 10 years and one week, to be exact, and left uh, at that point to go work for Velocify, the lead management company. I started there uh, as a business consultant for about a year, went on to be enterprise account manager. That's where you and I met. I was your account manager yeah. at your old place. And, um, and so from there, went on to Home Captain for a year, a really cool purchase platform, uh, and then uh, started my business here in July, again, lead management type consulting. Yeah, thanks for that background. It's great. We, uh, as Scott mentioned, he and I connected when he was at Velocify. I was running marketing at a mortgage company. We used Velocify, and and I was fortunate enough to have uh, Scott helping me out to the point where pretty much just did whatever you told me to do uh, in uh, helping with optimization, lead scoring, routing. Uh, I mean, we we really kind of jerry rigged that system uh, quite well to the point where. Uh, you handed me a couple of awards, but yeah. in all reality, those were your <laughs> awards that you won. I was just in the seat on the other side, on the client side. Uh, uh, so yeah. thanks for making me look good. Yeah, no, that's those are fun times for sure. Yeah. Um, so you know, you and I were just talking a little bit before um, starting this recording, and, uh, and and it was it was getting quite interesting, and so decided to save it save it a little bit for the podcast. Um, I mean, this is. It, it's been wild. We're today's March 20th, just to put a date on it because things are moving so fast in this industry. Um, you talk about one thing one day and a couple days later, it's just wildly different. So uh, to put some perspective on it, um, it is March 20th, uh, rates dropped all the way down. There's a huge influx of uh, new refinance business that came in to the point where absolutely overwhelmed so many lenders which seems like a fantastic problem to have uh, because now you have to decide how to manage all these inbound leads. Um, you were saying you're completely slammed. There's a lot of emergency help needed. Uh, mm -hmm. What's going on in your world? I mean, give me some stories. What's, what's happening out there? 
Yeah, it's been crazy. And, you know, because I was worried too, just thinking what's going to happen and these types of things. But my phone was, has been ringing off the hook because there's a lot of companies that are out there right now that haven't, you know, really planned for anything like this as it relates to the technology they use. Um, uh, for example, you know, a company I'm working with uh, does a lot of direct mail phone calls. And, you know, they thought they could just simply put them on the phone system from their house as they moved from home and realized the phone system couldn't handle it in the way that they were trying to do. So we quickly made a shift and over the last two days have re-implemented uh, an entire phone system through Velocify's Dial IQ platform to now allow them to take all of their inbound calls that they need to take remotely using their cell phones. I mean, just completely upending how they take their you know inbound calls and, and providing them a solution that uh, and allows them to continue to take all the phone calls they were taking before. So uh, there's that. <clears throat> you know, we have a lot of lenders who are, who were just overwhelmed with leads. I mean, overwhelmed with uh, the number of leads to even get to, you know, because by the time you have all the leads come in and, and you're able to, to call them, get them on the phone, now you're taking applications and doing stuff in the pipeline that, you know, that uh, as that's overflowing. So getting to all those leads has been a challenge for some. And so, you know, what, you know, uh, for one, you know, you have uh, actually a couple of lenders of mine have said, hey, we need to treat the leads that came in a week and a half ago differently than the leads that came in today because a week and a half ago they were inquiring when the rates were in the twos and now they're back up to the fours and I need to treat them differently rather than focusing on phone calls on those. Mm -hmm. Maybe we're sending emails to those now to check in versus placing having the human capital of making the phone call. Uh, and then focusing on the leads that are coming in today differently. So, I mean, it's just, it's, it's all over the place. Um, uh, but yeah, that's what I'm doing is kind of that emergency help. Hey, how do we do this? We've never done this before, but we have to do it to keep the business running. How can you help us? These types of things. It's been nuts. Yeah, I was, um, uh, I was actually working with a client not too long ago. Our, our company was working with a client that um, they're receiving seven times the number of inbound calls than they're used to. Mm -hmm. uh, it's such a quick spike to that extent. Um, you really have to shift your thought and how you're going to handle those calls, how you're going to prioritize those calls. Can your system even handle those calls? Uh, I forgot the percentage. It was a massive amount that they found were just calling to see where rates were at today. They know rates are up, rates are down uh, quite a bit more. So they're trying to capitalize on that day or I mean, in this market, the hour that yeah, the rate sure. happens to be really low. And so it's, it's absolutely bogging down their loan officers and their systems because they're just checking in on rates. So uh, I know a few people were talking about putting together as quickly as possible a, uh, a rate alert. So if you complete a full application, every single day we'll send you a quote that's specific to your scenario and your application. And if you're ready to go and lock it, great, we'll get that taken care of, but basically stop calling in mm -hmm. just to check on rates. You're going to get this, this daily email uh, as one way to try and reduce the number of phone calls. Uh, people are getting really creative. Yeah. You know, and I read an article uh, recently, I can't remember, maybe I saw it on housing wire or uh, no, sorry. It was a, <clears throat> a Google alert that I have set up on the, the term lead management. And I found that um, I think it was martech.com had mentioned that a company was reporting that their email open rates has increased significantly over the past two weeks or a week um, because of people being at home and being, you know, checking their email more and doing these types of things. And so I think there are tools out there for the lenders who are trying to get through either, you know, the leads that are coming in or it's their pipeline. I mean, I think that if you know that 
email open rates are up, I think that there's a great strategy you can put in place to, to utilize an email that goes out. And maybe it's someone who's already in the pipeline, or maybe it's somebody who, <clears throat> you know, is, is trying to get further down the, the funnel in the pipeline. But here's an idea. Maybe you send them an email that says, hey, just checking in. Are you still interested? Like I'm, I'm just being direct, but you can fluff it up a little bit. Are you still interested? That's a, that's a great question to ask. We just saw a moment ago, Goldman Sachs reported that 2.25 million people lost their jobs this week alone, highest wow. week ever, which is nuts, right? And so you think about how many people are out there in, your, in a lender's pipeline right now who two weeks ago was trying to take advantage of low rates and they've now lost their job. So, you know, how are you going to figure that out? You're going to wait for the customer to call you and tell you? Probably not, right? Mm -hmm. Most likely you're going to spend human capital calling that person only to realize at this point they're now out of a job. So could you utilize an email that sends it out and ask a quick survey? Like, are you still interested? Are you still in a situation to to complete the refinance? I still have a job, et cetera. Ask that, get that survey back, and that reduces the amount of work that your, your human capital you know, has, has got to do and phone calls and these types of things, focus on the other things. The other thing with emails I've always recommended is to you know, track opens, track click-throughs. So if you have somebody who you've sent the survey to and they've opened it, maybe those are higher priority than those who are in the pipeline. Maybe they're going with another lender now. They're not opening your, your emails anymore. And so you can deprioritize those a little differently. So I think there's all kinds of tools lenders have in their tool belts already. Like they have the technology, most of them to do this. It's really just the execution of it uh, and understanding that if I execute on this, what it's going to drive, you know, a week or two from now as it relates to how my loan officers are going to use their time each day. Yeah. I mean, you and I and in our relationship, since we've known each other, we've constantly talked about lead scoring, lead prioritization, leads, leads, leads. Mm-hmm. Now we're talking about loan prioritization, right? Yep. There's, uh, it's a different mind shift. Again, it's great that there's so much refi business going on. You're filling up pipelines, but understanding how to properly manage that pipeline, which loan to work on next. I mean, one thing that Jornaya does for those that don't know, uh, we have the ability to monitor uh, a database, whether it's leads, loans, past customers, current customers, uh, monitor those and alert our client when we see that consumer bouncing around mortgage comparison sites and shopping around. I've heard some people, you know, typically if you think about leads, you want to engage those that are bouncing around because if they're looking at mortgage comparison sites, your engagement rate is going to be substantially higher. Sure. For mortgage servicers, you want to know who's shopping around and potentially at risk of leaving the portfolio. We've always kind of had this component, this small use case where the pipeline's getting monitored because you want to know who's at risk of canceling on you and going with someone else while they're in the pipe. I mean, right now that use case has grown even larger, but also being used in a different way, meaning if that loan is 90% done and you start to see that consumer bounce around, hit the gas, get that loan done, funded, out the door, whatever you can do to, to finish that thing up. Yep. If it's at the beginning, that person's not as committed. So that mm-hmm. one actually, I heard lenders are actually deprioritizing people who are shopping around on them if it's so early stage because there's just more important stuff to work on. And now what I'm hearing from you, uh, and if I understand correctly, is, I mean, maybe even going in and seeing, you know, is this person in the hospitality industry? Do they work for an airline? Right. Mm-hmm. That's someone you absolutely want to be reaching out to and seeing if they still have a job because you don't want to continue spending human capital 
costs ordering services and working at that loan only to find out the day before funding when you do a verification of employment that they no longer work there. Yep. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And a lot of that can be done in the survey, right? Or, you know, even yeah. going back and looking at the data to understand what the, the 1003 may say, but you know, you don't want to, I wouldn't say you want to judge somebody, but it, you know, I think that if you can utilize the technology you have to get that information from a customer in an easy way, right? Mm-hmm. They may not be available to take a phone call at the moment, but they can reply to an email, an email survey, right? If you send it out to them, they can just do that on their phone real quick. Um, so I think there's ways that are good, still customer service, customer friendly ways to, to be able to service that, that, that set of business. Now, <clears throat> you know, you mentioned the lead part. I mean, that's, something I talked about last week on a video on LinkedIn was that, um, you know, I'm really working with some lenders now and figuring out how to work, not just leads, but loans and how to, you know, prioritize because if, if a, you know, I've sat with loan officers for years and you have as well. I've been, been a loan officer. Um, and I know that when you, like if you go to the loan origination system, there's no, there's no system I've seen at least that prioritizes, loans for them essentially right. for, for a loan officer, right? Like they have to go to a pipeline view. They have to run a report of some kind to find all of their applications or whatever it is they're, they're, they need to work. And there's a lot of thinking that gets wasted, a lot of time that gets wasted by them just thinking about what to do next. Like literally from working one, one loan in the pipeline to then stopping and have to figure out, okay, who's the next person for me to call could be anywhere from a minute to five minutes to two minutes. And if they do that 20 times a day, we're talking hour, two hours of, of the day wasted, literally just thinking. Mm-hmm. And so if you can find a way to prioritize those loans, the way that I've done it in Velocify, as an example, is when you have the status updates back from the LOS, use that to then write prioritization cues around loan statuses uh, and, and feed that up to, to the salesperson to be like, okay, you have 10 loans that need to be put in the pipeline here's the top 10 for you to do. And here's the order in which you should call one, two, three. Then we get into things like lead score and all of these other things that we can start using on the loan, like use loan data to score that kind of pipeline loan or that loan that needs to go in the pipeline. So now they're focused on the right loan at the right time, not just the right lead at the right time. And it's in conjunction with leads that need to be followed up with. So you can intertwine the two and really have a huge impact for, uh, for the loan officer to waste that, you know, those who are wasting a lot of time thinking about what to do, eliminate that and allow them to, to really focus on this, this prioritized list. I, mean, I was going back through some of the old white papers philosophy I did on a, on a study back called The Power of Prioritization. It's like five, six years ago now. Even then, they were making, uh, you know, they reported that those who use prioritized view were making 49% more contact attempts than those who didn't use prioritized view. So I, I recently trained a, a lender they're making maybe you know 20 outbound calls per day right now. I said, listen, if you can only if you can get that up 49%, we do the math, we backed into the numbers. Essentially, if they went from 20 attempts to 30 attempts per day, that's 220 attempts more per month. If you assume that they have a contact rate of 15%, that's 33% more contacts, or sorry, 33 more contacts for the month. If you back into, let's say that you take an application on half of your contacts, that's 17 more applications you're taking per month. You back into that and pull through rates, and now you're looking at eight, nine, ten, eight, nine, ten more per lo- or more loans per month, right? If all of those percentages are true, and that's only by increasing the contact attempts by ten percent, and you, or uh, sorry, by ten, so by fifty percent, right? By increasing that fifty percent, just the attempts, you're able to back into the numbers. It's going to ultimately 
uh, lead to more closed loans. And I think if you're doing that, not just for now your leads, but also your loans, that number probably goes up even higher because you're able to get through, you already have the conversations and probably be some shorter phone calls to allow you to work more and more. So again, I think there's so much opportunity that people haven't considered. I've, I've built this myself. I've done it for another number of lenders at this point who have seen substantial increases uh, in conversion rates and, and pull-through rates. So it's, it's available. And I, again, offered it to anybody out there who wanted to learn more, a free 15-minute kind of overview of how you could do this. And uh, I've had you know, five or six calls this week looking at that with lenders and, and it's been really good. Yeah. And there, there's been such a big shift in um, obviously the influx of new business, which we've been talking about also switching gears over to a remote workforce and having to manage through that change. I mean, this is a forced work from home experiment that everyone's uh, now pretty much engaged in. Uh, and so, I mean, tying these all together, I mean, there's a lot of changes going on. So I highly recommend people reach out to Scott, uh, for that 15 minutes because I mean, it's invaluable. It's amazing at how, you know, wealth of information that you have, but also tapping into the experience of others as they're going through it. Um, you know, you're not alone in this. There's a lot of changes going on. Uh, so, you know, I do want to touch on, you know, just checking in. How is everyone doing with this change to to the remote workforce? I know the clients that I've been speaking with, um, you know, you have some who were fairly set up already to do this. They have a few, uh, a small percentage of the workforce that's already remote uh, for one reason or another. Uh, A lot of stuff is web-based to be able to log into. Uh, You have others who literally loan officers are picking up their desktop computers from the office, hauling them home to plug in and get set up. Um, I mean, there's been some incredible stories coming out. It's amazing what people can do when forced to, mm-hmm. but, uh, how is everyone doing that you're speaking to? I mean, so far so good. A lot of, some of my lenders I work with today have, um, have this type of scenario set up for a couple of their loan officers. And it's usually a, a reward type of scenario, right? If you hit this many loans or, you know, you've been doing it this long, then we'll trust you to allow you to work from home. Uh, and so, you know, some of them, most of them that I work with today have had something like that set up already. Um, and, you know, so they kind of had the blueprint, if you will. Others who never even really thought about this, it, that's where it was more of the panic mode of like, okay, what do we need to do? What is this effect? And again, that was kind of, you know, one of the companies I, I was working with just didn't have any type of solution set up for handling an inbound phone call through a remote scenario. Um, so, you know, I've done this before too with lenders who, uh, you know, maybe they are not, they don't even have the technology to allow them to log in from a computer like the, like a, to the phone system. And so, you know, Velocify in general, and again, that's kind of what I know well, uh, you know, you can shift um, very quickly by changing someone's dial IQ phone number to their cell phone number. And now you know, they're able to take the phone call on their cell phone and the benefit to, you know, the lender, cause that's scary. You're like, Oh, we're going to have a call on someone's cell phone that I can right. understand the, you know, compliance people freaking out. But, you know, at the end of the day, in Velocify, you can also record the call. So if it's delivered through Velocify, you still have the recording of the call. You still have those things that are important, uh, even though it was delivered to someone's cell phone. Um, but again, you know, that's just, it's just the, the way, way of the, the times right now. And, and um, you know, people are having to figure it out. Figure it out. I think what will be interesting is to see, um, you know, production, right? I've worked from home for six years, but it took me a while to get used to my routine and figuring out what it is that works for me. Um, and, you know, I think 
distractions and these types of things can be critical to someone, to a salesperson, right? Who is really trying to, uh, to make a lot of phone calls each day and do this and that. And that's where I think the prioritization comes in even more, right? If I have to stop and think about what I'm going to do next in my pipeline, there's a chance I'm going to look at my phone. I'm going to look around my kid in the background, dog, whatever, and I'm going to get distracted. And so it'll be interesting to see um, some metrics that come out of this for some of these companies that have gone full remote. I, I was just speaking with someone earlier today um, in our marketing department about, wow, this is going to be really interesting to see, you know, who does uh, case studies or, uh, you know, who's able to produce stats to see how successful this was. Cause I mean, this is a forced work from home experiment for everybody, but what happens if this is wildly successful for companies yeah. and it's kind of eye opening to say, wow, I mean, the vast majority of our workforce was very productive. We didn't lose a step. Is this something that we should really push forward? I mean, imagine the ramifications of such a successful experiment when yeah. it comes to loan officer recruiting process or underwriter recruit. I mean, wow, you're no longer limited to, you know, the, the radius of your office for recruiting. And now all of a sudden you can uh, start dipping into other backyards and really go for top talent. Yeah. Um, could be quite interesting. Uh, if, uh, I don't know, maybe a digital mortgage, I think is in September, maybe by that time we will no longer be locked in our houses and uh -huh. allowed to mingle among other people, like the good old days, but the, yeah. uh, uh, I'm really curious to, to see how this turns out. Uh, for yeah. Sure. The, uh, the whole web meeting stuff. I mean, I think that, um, <clears throat> I've always thought that, um, you know, obviously retail, like a retail type loan officer, right? Like they, they're used to the face to face. You see, I typically see more retail type loan officers on video more often than not. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, you look at, things like mortgage coach and some of the tools out there that where you can record the videos and stuff like that. I just see that more in the retail space. But one thing I've always pushed my clients is think about how you can do that for your consumer direct LOs uh, in your office. Right. And a lot of them have been, you know, a little gun shy to do it and the loan officers aren't as comfortable with it. But, you know, I recently did a podcast with uh, just recorded with Alec Hansen and uh, releasing yeah. next week. Right. And we talked a lot about video and about how that's kind of the, the way in retail is he's trying to push it. And I think that's something I'm trying to, I've been trying to push for the consumer direct model and that, you know, uh, they've got to get used to video. So imagine now working from home and now be able to take an application with the borrower like this, right. Over a, a, a zoom meeting or something like that to build that rapport as you're taking an application. I think those types of the things I'm hoping will come out of, out of this that, you know, people are going to get more used to the video calls and these types of things to, to move on to those types of things that I think long-term will be beneficial. Like I had my, uh, my 10 year old daughter come in during a meeting that I had a video call and had her just sit on my lap and kind of watch and interact. I think that's important too. People should be considering like bring your kids into it and understand what you're doing. Um, I think that's, it's, it's fun. Number one, like if obviously you need to be with the right situation, but I had her come in and sit and watch and listen and, she thought it was so cool. I mean, it was on a call with 30 other people. So you could see 30 people and they're all waving <laughs> at her and doing all this stuff. It was really cool. Really cool uh, experience for her. And I can only imagine, you know, growing up now for her, what that's going to be like, <clears throat> you know, and technology changes and who knows what it'll be like in 10 years from now. But I just think this is an amazing chance to learn new things and see what happens, what we, what comes of it. Yeah, I think all of us that work from home regularly have those stories of, you know, being on a phone call and all of a sudden hearing the dog bark or the kid scream and you're just like jumping to hit the mute button if it's not if you're not talking at the moment or or rambling on a long sentence to <laughs> to try and block what's actually yeah. happening in your household. 
but you know, right now, um, I, I, I mean, there's people in the mortgage industry that I've been talking to just, uh, you know, regular work, you know, regular business, just trying to keep mo- things moving on with clients and prospects and talking to others in the industry about what's going on. And, you know, I had someone who said, Hey, sorry, I'm cooking right now. And it's just because he's trying to work as much as he possibly can in the midst of also having three kids at home because there's mm-hmm. no school. And you have others who are whispering because their kids sleeping, you know, fell asleep on the sofa or whatever. And it's right next to where the desk is. I mean, it's just, it's more acceptable yeah. right now. Sure. But, you know, kind of to your point, you fast forward a little bit. And, and one thing that we've talked about for a while has been, you know, yes, you want to leverage technology. It's digital mortgage era, all this other stuff, but that's not going to replace the loan officer. There's always going to be that human touch that needs to take place. And, mm-hmm. you know, this is really just humanizing it even more because, I mean, yeah, if, if, if I'm taking a video application uh, with someone as a consumer, right, mm-hmm. and I see my loan officer on video and I see their kid or the dog running in the background or come in or something yeah. like that, hey, that's fine. You know, you're working. Yeah. You're working I, just like me. I'd argue that it probably helps your chance of converting that customer. because There's, they, a, they, there's an emotional tie that starts to come into it, right? Absolutely, yeah. yeah. yeah we used to find... Um, you know, and I talked a little bit to Alec about this as well, about geocoding of distribution of leads. Because mm-hmm. we used to find when I was a nation star that if we could, and this back when we had our branch kind of network at the time, that if, we, if I could drive a lead in a local area to a, to a retail loan officer, our chance of converting that lead went up 15%. That face-to-face app was huge. And so, um, you know, I think the face-to-face is a key thing that, again, kind of consumer direct models haven't really been thinking about. Mm-hmm. But I, 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 I think that's a huge opportunity to consider and I think we'll get there. I, I'm hopeful yeah. that this type of thing is going to happen because of people getting used to this type of thing. Now, I don't know how many loan officers are on video calls now with you know their branch managers, but I would imagine they're having some meetings like this where they're asked to be on a webcam. So hopefully they're getting used to it. I thought it was interesting. I've actually just started doing this. I have this cool. So for those that are watching the video of the podcast, I have this little holder here where I put my phone into it. And Alec told me, so like put my phone like this and just sit it there. And during the day when I'm on a conference call, I'll just, re- I'll just sit it there where I can see myself talking to it. And just having that here now makes me feel more comfortable when looking in the camera or looking, you know, through a video call, just having this phone sit here and stare at me and it can see me talking and I'll talk yeah. into it, these types of things. Alec used to have, um, he used to drive time with Alec was the, the, I remember that for himself driving into work and I've watched a lot of them now and they're hilarious and you know and but I can totally understand you know I think he's done it like 300 times now 278 times I think where he's recorded himself just driving to work and talking and getting used to it and I think that's that's where this is going I, I I'm hopeful I think it would be really cool to see it take off because of this type of forced scenario where people now have to to work remotely and get in front of a camera yeah, I, I uh, you know, and for those of you who don't know Alec Hansen, uh, definitely recommend following him, uh, connecting with him on on LinkedIn. He's he's at Loan Depot. He puts out some great content. Big advocate for the loan officers and branding themselves. Uh, and uh, yeah, it's it, I, I agree. You you have the branding from the loan officer, which a lot of people have talked about. Um, to your point, this is forcing people to use Zoom or whichever video conferencing it is, because I'm sure. Teams are still having their daily huddles to get the day started or to cap off the day or just catch up on loans in the pipeline and what's going on. Might as well turn that video on yourself with your consumers 
and see, uh, see how it works. I had a personal experience shopping for a mortgage. We'll get into that in another episode. But the piece that connected me most with the loan officer that I ultimately ended up choosing is uh, her and I connected really well. She's been texting me. How's everything going? You know, what's new with you? You guys getting safe? I mean, just that personal touch. We've already created that. I'm not walking away from a loan with her. Yep. You know, there's a different level of connection there. Uh, and that's great. And I know that I'm not just another number. So having that video content with the consumer uh, can certainly help because it helps humanize um, that relationship. But um, well, look, I mean, we can, we can talk all day long. I think uh, that's quite, quite a good episode here that we have. I appreciate you joining. Uh, we'll certainly have to, to have you back on. And um, you know, unless there's anything else uh, that you want to cap things off with, uh, feel free to to jump in. No, I think that's good. I mean, <clears throat> again, I think today is a Friday afternoon. We'll, you know, that we still have a whole weekend in front of us and, uh, you know, a lot could change between now and then. But for now, I mean, end of the day, you have customers in your pipeline. Lenders have customers in the pipeline who need to have a great customer experience. You know, you've done such a good job. A lot of these lenders have done so well over the last couple of years, right? Since um, things have settled down, if you will. And, you know, a lot of companies have worked really hard on their brand and customer experience and uh, surveys and all this stuff. The last thing you want to do is screw it up with a poor experience because of yeah. this type of over, overflow type of situation or this type of thing. I think those lenders who will be the most successful are the ones who are going to, you know, kill it during this time. And, and meaning that um, from a customer experience, not by number of closed loans, but really from a you know, being empathetic to customers and understanding the situations they're in and, and making it a good experience for them. And I think those are the lenders who are going to come out of this on top. Um, and, uh, and those who aren't able to are going to, you know, see a damaged reputation, I think, out of it. So, um, yeah, I, I, I'd end on that and, you know, hope we great have a great points. week next week. Yep. Yeah, definitely. Let's, uh, let's get through the weekend here. For anyone who's interested in knowing more about Jornaya, you can go to jornaya.com. Uh, we also published not too long ago a page, jornaya.com forward slash aim dash report. And what that can do is tell you how many of your customers are actively in market so you can reach out and engage with them on a very high level. It's a really cool report, really easy to work with. You just upload your contacts into that report and it'll kick out uh, what percentage are shopping. Are they shopping for a refinance? home purchase, home equity, reverse mortgage, other verticals we're in such as insurance. Um, so please go to jornaya.com forward slash aim dash report. If you'd like to connect with me, LinkedIn is the best. Mike Eshelman and Scott, where can they connect with you? Yeah, so LinkedIn's a great spot as well. I'm on LinkedIn quite a bit. However, I'd recommend people reach out to my website or go to my website. It's dot sdp-solutions.com. On there, I have all of my podcasts. So uh, you'll see behind me, the Lead Management Masterminds podcast just recorded, just released my 10th episode. I have a number 11 coming out next Congrats. week. Congrats. Yeah, thanks. And uh, anyway, so that's all on the website. You can listen to it there from the website. You can find the podcast on YouTube, on uh, any of the, the major podcast sites. I also have a blog. I have uh, upcoming, upcoming speaking engagements. I also have a, uh, a community that I built on Slack for administrators of different lead management systems. So if you're interested in that, get in there. There's some good talk back and forth around ideas and these types of things. So sdp-solutions.com is the place to go. LinkedIn is also great. 
Perfect. Sounds good. Thank you very much, Scott. And thank you everyone for giving it a listen. Have a good one. Thanks, Mike.